Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersusGrowRoom.com. This week's interview is with Chris Trump, who is a world-renowned Korean natural farmer. If you don't know what Korean natural farming is, then you're just about to find out in this interview. And it's super cool. It's pretty much it's about making your soil as healthy as possible so you can grow happy, healthy plants without the use of any salt-based nutrients. All natural inputs as nature intended, and it's super fucking cool, man. He took us for a tour around a garden in Colorado where he's implemented his Korean natural farming techniques into the soil and the plants look amazing. All very happy, healthy plants, naturally grown, organically grown with no salt-based nutrients at all. Super cool, man. And you can make all of these type of nutrients at home for your garden if you want to. All you have to do is go and check out Chris Trump's courses on his website, just chrisstrump.com and you'll find the courses there. Or you can also head over to YouTube and search for his YouTube channel, just search Chris Trump and you'll find it. So much cool information. This is a great way to grow and it's a way that I am considering moving myself, but it's gonna be difficult to set up, I think. There's a lot to learn here, but throughout this interview, we have Chris here himself to explain a lot of this stuff to us. So I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, because this is real interesting shit, man. I enjoyed it. So for now, anyway, here is the interview and we'll speak to you at the end and tell you how to go and find out more about Chris if you want to. Enjoy. We'll catch you in a bit. Yes. Hello, Chris. Uh, hey, gentlemen. Hey, Chris. We are here. <laughs> how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Oh, all nice. good, man. All good. Same old. We were just talking about snakes, to be fair. Snakes <laughs> all and, right. and spiders for random yeah. conversation started there. Are you talking about Australia then? No, no actually, uh, southern US. Uh, Mackie being in the UK doesn't have a whole lot of snakes or spiders around anymore. We, we, we joke mm-hmm. all the time. We say in, 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 uh, in the UK, if they don't like something, they just they kill it all. You know? yeah, they we just get rid it. of it. Usually with fire. Yeah. So we don't have any snakes in Hawaii and uh, and in Hawaii, if they don't like something, they bring something in that will have nothing to do with its eradication, but will ruin the ecosystem in other ways. So it's, <laughs> it's at least a better system in the UK. So is that where you are now in Hawaii? Right now I'm in Colorado. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sweet, I actually was thinking I didn't know if we were videoing or not, and I was thinking I could I could uh, shoot from inside this um, grow I work with here and could show you guys around. Yeah, sure, man. That would be cool if you like. You want to do it? All right. Yeah, man. I was like, uh, I, I I went back and forth because you know there could be distractions or whatever. It's a working farm, mm-hmm. but uh, but it might be fun for you guys to see. Here is a little bit of where we find ourselves. So Mm -hmm. these are uh, living soil beds. They're three feet deep by four feet wide. And uh, this is going to be harvested in about three weeks. Dang. Awesome. Yeah. So let me get a higher, higher vantage here. So yeah, no, they're happy, happy, healthy. Um, It's just, you know, living soil. If you look, 
the earthworms galore. Can you see that? Yeah, wow. let me switch it around so I can I can see what you're seeing here. There we go. Wow, there's there's a good few there. <laughs> Tons of them. Yeah, so that's just one spot and the whole of the bed is covered with uh, earthworms all the way down and all of these. Sweet. So yeah, this is I How got many to, millions uh, of earthworms design, are you looking at design the soil here. Wow. You designed the soil, Chris. Yep. Sweet. This is this is uh brainchild of mine and a bunch of other people have worked on it, um, close friends. And uh, we're going to try and get dangerous here and get up on a ladder. <laughs> Be careful now. We don't need to get a viral video out of this. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Viral videos are great, right? <laughs> Chris Trump falls out. No, it will be. Man falls into hundreds of thousands of dollars of worth of cannabis plants. And it'll be like, oh, we have to see that one. See that clickbait title right there? Get a thumbnail with shocked face on it. Yeah. It'll be huge. It'll be huge. But yeah, anyway, don't go. do it. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to pin this video so everybody can see it. Yeah. So see. There's one bay over there that's about the same oh length as these God. bays here. And then there's some more bays over there. But yeah, I mean, they're looking happy. Mm-hmm. This water only the whole way. No, no. So natural farming inputs. So net, uh, so liquid IMO, um, which is, uh, yeah, that IMO we're going to talk about mm -hmm. in liquid form. And then, um, and then lots of top dressing of nutrients. So Bokashi, et cetera. But yeah, they're, they're producing a high quality hash, um, really tasty. It's an ice water hash and, um, and selling it here in, in uh, Colorado and uh, some flour, but a lot of the rosin is going to be kind of the leading, leading thing going on. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've kind of in a cursory taught some others how to do this, but I haven't really spent a whole lot of time yet in kind of sharing this. I wanted to this has really got dialed. A friend of mine, a student, he took my classes, came and, and uh, they needed a grower and he jumped in and he, he helped kind of dial them in with their bokashi and, you know, top dressing protocols and pruning. And there was a few management things that just were the final touches. And now it's just so, so cruising along, you know, just, mm -hmm. just really... And uh, there's no bugs um, on anything, even though right next door, the shared wall, uh, there's been this constant influx of bugs from them. So always inundated with bugs, but never, not, not really doing damage. Uh, that is though impressive. In the past, that is... Though in the past, there has been, there has been trouble. Though I don't want to uh, misspeak, mm -hmm. um, especially in the beginning. Um, it was just... A lot of things weren't dialed. The grower, um, yeah, they just needed a, an onyx grower. But yeah, these guys are pretty tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's getting lost. <laughs> well, 
What do you want uh, to know? How many plants are in there? Uh, I think they increased their plant count to 3,200. Uh, it was 1,800. So I think we're somewhere around 3,200 in here. Cool. Yeah. And um, so if we, you know, again, earthworms galore. Mm-hmm just life life abundant in here but you got all the feeder roots so right on the surface here just abundant feeder roots because nutrients are being broken down right here where you know um uh, or as you see trim leaves get put down and uh, it just gets digested right here and then um you know and i i'm having a hard time digging because there's so much roots you know, so just mm. you see them from here to here, just expanding, filling that surface root zone, which is really important. And the earthworms are converting all kinds of things for the plants. Um, so you have a, a proper living system here, um, which is, uh, I think, could be really, uh, um, you know, and these beds um, uh, consider... I consider, you know, uh, at 10 year minimum beds, they're not, you don't mm -hmm. need to swap the soil. You don't need to do anything and it might be infinite. Um, wow. but I think the, the, um, yeah, I think the, uh, let's go to the other side. I like some of the ways some of these plants look, there's lots of spiders, lots of predators that get established <laughs> to eat the bad guys. Or maybe the guys that we just don't want. Maybe they're not bad. They're just not our favorite in cannabis. So now mm -hmm. I'm covered in spider webs. Um, so here we have lava cake. Um, it actually looks way prettier, not against this wall. This wall actually, for whatever reason, the way the Light stuff comes. It, yeah, yeah it, it definitely doesn't, doesn't like it as much on that wall. That one's lava cake. Let's see. I think this is chop cookies, which grows kind of weird. Yeah, Tropicana cookies grows kind of weird, but the flavor is so amazing. So they'll make that into hash, uh, even though it's kind of larfy in production. <laughs> Damn, that is so impressive, man. I'm loving the look of that garden of the whole, the natural vibe it gives off, all the worms you have there with the top dressing from the cannabis leaves. That's just, yeah. you know, if I was going to grow professionally, look, like hopefully one day that might be an option here in the UK. But this is, yeah. is how I would like to do it. It's just like this. this well, even if you're, if you're home growing, like mm -hmm. that bed, you know, you do like an eight foot section four feet wide, three feet deep, and you do it once. Never again are you mm -hmm. messing with soil, messing with cocoa, messing with swapping out your stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's really doable, you know? And so, I, so could I know, you grow uh, Joshua uh, Steesland. Sorry, sorry Chris. No, it's just, could you no. do it with four by four rather than four by eight? Because four by eight is... Uh... Yeah, absolutely you could do four by four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice square, put your plants in. I mean, in a four by four section, one, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten plants are growing in a four by four section. Here we go. Whoa. So pack mm -hmm. them in and, and trim them nicely and 
yeah absolutely you could so how would you start with the soil you say that you use sand or grit at the bottom and you then you put soil on top of that um yeah so um anything interesting to see out here do some composting out there in preparation some rocky mountains out there nice rocky mountains yeah beautiful mountains in colorado look at that man. but um here we make liquid imo so we take the inoculum and brew it out into a tea which then goes on carts and gets sprayed out um also we have uh liquid nutrient line that um, direct applies to the beds. Um, I got to design the next facility to have no concrete in the, um, in the floor. So instead of these being on concrete with mm -hmm. some fabric, so there's a fabric liner in here, mm -hmm. instead of them being on concrete, we have the pathways are kept, but everything there over is all soil. So it'll be straight down to earth um, and because of that, we can actually make these lower. Um, mm, mm. And uh, mm -hmm. so that'll be the, the next iteration of this. But yeah, so um, fabric, like cloth, um, you know, agri agricultural cloth. Um, it's kind of a thick um, fabric. And then, you know, um, eight to 10 inches of rock, eight to 10 inches of sand, silt, and clay. And then... Uh, the rest kind of compost mingled and then you you want to blend those layers in between um so some rock and sand soap and clay some sand soap and clay and compost um and then yeah just compost and then lots of iml4 which i think we're set to talk about Oop, what that is oh yeah we're gonna have to do that now mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. i have to do this this is beautiful this is amazing i'll keep worms as well by the wife keep worms but you know they're Good. for my garden eventually but uh sweet so to be able to just lay them across the top of the bed like that and have them live in there that would be sweet yeah yeah they cycle nutrients they help with the cycling of nutrients they help with the water retention mm -hmm. here's this gelato cake actually i'm going to turn you around again i'll tell you the cultivars as we go down this line and then we can start talking imo mm -hmm. here's gelato mm -hmm. cake mm -hmm. happy healthy um more gelato cake mm -hmm. it's just crazy how healthy all of these plants are when they're just yeah, being completely they're, they're, naturally they're fed brain yeah mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. you know just this is you know halfway through the day with sun and lights and they're they're praying they got these nice upward pretty leaves mm -hmm. um these are the other side of the trop cookies have you guys smoked that? Is that a, a variety uh, they have over not there? Yet. Not me, at least. No, Tropicana we, uh, cookies? Oh, Tropicana. No, I've heard of Tropicana banana. That's what I've heard. Yeah, no, I haven't tried it, though. Okay. Yeah, it's so... Um, tastes like a tangerine or grapefruit really strongly. Mm. Uh, this guy... I awesome. can't zoom with this. Did he just pinch um, on the screen or something? You might... You might accidentally press end call, so don't do that. Just, that's fine. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't end the call. Let's see. Let's see if I can. Uh... What phone are you on? Is it an Apple? Phone? Oh, there we go. I got it. So we can get up in this guy. 
and mm-hmm. have maybe a little better maybe not no, I can yeah, smell it then. About this <laughs> you can smell it i could Almost. smell it then i swear you know it's like tricked my mind for a second it's like this pungent cannabis smell like but what's it? That's, yeah that's wet flour i don't have wet flour right now <laughs> this okay. is uh garlic cane which mm. i've never tried this is a new variety to me mm. um but yeah in three more weeks this this will definitely be uh taken off here they just they just going crazy nothing's yeah. stopping them at this point it must smell so pungent and nice in there as well it does it does and um and it's also um i don't know it's it's not overwhelming it's just like it's, it's beautifully floral mm-hmm. mm. but yeah this facility is it's full on so you know got all your your light depth and um what's really nice and see what's coming right now i think they're exchanging air right now it's not but uh there's these misters yeah you can see it right there um let's see these these black lines right there mm-hmm. and they have misters on them and so that's part of the um environmental control for v- vpd correct correct all right VP, did I say the right acronym? Yeah, 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 you did. VPD, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've, for me, this has been um, much of my um, kind of learning uh, at this facility over the last two years. Um, I didn't grow up growing cannabis. Uh, I I smoked it as a kid, but kind of, um, yeah, was more into growing food. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been fun to kind of, uh, especially with the soil and all of that kind of, I know the principles of what works with food and to kind of be like, we don't need to add a bunch of nutrients to get stacked plants. We just need to get the soil cranking at light speed, you know? And so the soil, um, and then that being proven out has been a lot of fun. So the soil, um, does the growing and then you may need to amend with some miners um, but it becomes much more about feeding the soil like crazy. We got aloe fruit, uh, fruiting, fruiting aloe in here. Oh, on the other side, I'll Sweet. show you. We got a, we got a, um, an orange, I think a type of orange. So, uh, what do you guys know about IMO? Tell me where, where, where are your growers at so far? What did you and Steve talk about? Uh, pretty much how to make it, but it was it was just briefly, really, about taking some uh, 75% cooked rice outside right. in a wooden box, leave it there for a week. Was it a week? A few days? Mm, and then yeah. bring it yeah. back in, crush it, and mix it with sugar. Sorry. Yeah, gently crush it. We're going to get some, some fruit off this guy here. Happy was little citrus. Happy as well, you know, just... Yeah. It's crazy, man. This is, We need more of this, I think. Growing you know, more in Colorado. Doing that's crazy. Yeah, indoor in Colorado, it's cold out here. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Citrus doesn't do too well in Colorado. No. So let's start from the bottom yeah. then. Let's uh, because we have the rocks. What, what, just small pebbles will do. Yeah. So this this system and IMO aren't. Um, sorry, 
they aren't the same. So this is a system specifically for growing indoor cannabis mm-hmm. using natural farming principles. But right. you don't need to do this to make use of IMO in a not this system. All right. Um, but yeah, as far as this goes, rocks. So you want diverse rocks. Um, here we use Colorado River rock. Um, and then, yeah, sand, silt, and clay, which is like, it's not like straight, um, you know, beach sand, if you will. It's mm-hmm. more like, uh, look at these little volunteers. So <laughs> cute. Must have got some seeds that dropped. Oh, in cool. <laughs> Weed plant volunteers. <laughs> You'll never know what they'll be. That's yeah. Awesome, um, so, um, yeah, sandstone clay means it's it's dirty sand. It's like uh, sand from a quarry. It's like rock dust and clay, and mm. um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff in it. So. Oh, um, eventually the rock and the sandstone clay become mineral banks that your fungi are farming. And the reason we do IMO and why IMO is so important in this system is because um, the, uh, this, look at this, this, uh, this trimmed uh, branch is trying to root. <laughs> That's some happy soil you've got there. If that's just happening by by itself, man. really, yeah, yeah. It's like the plants, like, so, no, I want to live. And then, um, and then, compost. You, you know, pick your favorite compost. You want something uh, with um, diverse nutrients in it, and ideally, you know, somewhat cured. Um, but then, uh, a healthy top dress of IMO, and IMO is this diverse. Um, microbial um community that you're bringing from the local environment so that as you get the whole uh system cycling and microbes come in from the um from the air because you get a bunch of bacteria and yeast come in on the air mostly bacteria the because this is indigenous um fungi etc that you've established in the soil it plays nicely with everything that's happening through the air system as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so natural farming is about taking um, diverse microbial cultures from your local environment and establishing them in your farmland. So and, where uh, do we start doing that? How, what would be the best way? So the, the easiest way is to start with uh, YouTube videos. Um, I have a bunch of them online. It's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts. Hmm. If you want to start with a very simple step, um, don't think that you're going to achieve exactly this with this simple step I'm about to tell you, though. The, hmm. the whole point of, of why this works is because IMO, that, that kind of elaborate system, is um, really effective but there's some learning curve to it. But what you can do is you can start right now, even with a salt grow, you can um, do JMS. Uh, I have a video on it. It's super, super simple. Anybody can do it in, you know, 24, 48 hours. You can be applying this to your grow. And it's, um, so if you just search Chris Trump, how to JMS, 
um, Jadam Microbial Solution. So there was a man, there is a man, Chohan Yu, um, who uh, we call Master Cho, um, and he deserves that title. He's, he, uh, it's kind of like sensei in, um, you know, karate or martial arts. And um, he developed natural farming. His son developed Jadam, which is a uh, simplification of natural farming while um, also losing some vital components. So you can simplify it, but you've also lost some efficacy. So mm -hmm. the IMO is really important in natural farming and Jadam's version isn't as robust. And so you missing out on the fungal component. And my current understanding for cannabis is cannabis likes about a 30 uh, to one to 100 to one fungal to bacterial ratio, meaning you want more fungi biomass in your system than bacteria, because that's how the cannabis plant will thrive and eat well. Mm -hmm. um, but JMS is basically, you get some leaf litter from your local environment, um, mingle it with some, um, uh, some baked potatoes and a little bit of rice in a bucket, um, specifically with, uh, you put them in uh, some uh, mesh bags and you hang them for 24, 36 hours uh, until it foams naturally. And then you have a indigenous culture of yeast and bacteria, um, you know, in water. And then you, you apply that to your, um, to your media and then you water it in. Um, you could make a five gallon bucket. It'll cost you whatever three baked potatoes costs. And, um, and you can have a better inoculum than anything you can buy in the store. Um, so that's simple tech freedom for farmers and, um, and really affect your bottom line. What that can mm -hmm. do in a salt grow is help you to get better nutrient uptake from the fertilizer you're paying for, or an organic grow where you're paying for, um, nutrients. This helps those nutrients to be processed, to be bioavailable for your plants. Um, so what happens in any living system, oops is that the um, plants are up here photosynthesizing, right? They're taking mm -hmm. all that amazing sun energy and they're converting it in their system and they're bringing excess nutrients down into their roots and, um, and opening up shop with exodus, meaning they bring those excess nutrients they're creating and they create a leach field or a, a place where their extras are made available. The nature has it so that fungi know of that system and come and commune or interact through biochemical exchange in that system. So do bacteria. Um, you can learn about that by studying the phylo phylosphere. Um, and um, the, that's the, the zone. And, and, uh, and then you can get into the process by which plant roots have a very um, hands-on approach to working with microbes in their root zone where the microbes down there mining some of that sand soap and clay or chewing on that rock or digesting some of these leaves and bringing these minor minerals to that plant root and exchanging it at that root for um for those carbohydrates that are being produced through photosynthesis and so they have this symbiotic relationship in the root zone when that whole system is cycling well you're, you're, you've hit the easy button um, as far as feeding your plants. If you have a good soil system and a highly functioning 
microbial community, mm -hmm. you now just need to feed that microbial community, top dress and feed. And um, yeah, you're cooking with fire. Wow. That's so cool, man. I, I want to make my own garden look like that now. Mm -hmm. So I, I grow and live in soil, but it's nowhere near to the extent like, I don't know, like organic growing. It is organic growing, but it's just, it just doesn't feel too, uh, I don't know, organic. It's too easy. I expected organic to be harder than this, but it does just do its thing. You know, you, you just water it every few days and it will just. Yeah, it doesn't need to be hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not true. I don't think. Yeah, I'm just originally I'm a salt grower, uh, uh, growing cocoa. And I moved to organics, and it started off a little difficult, but now I've I don't know, I've got used to amending the soil properly and making sure that the soil's got everything it needs. And sure. Then, and then the plants seem happy. I grew up I grew up farming conventionally. We farmed macadamia nuts, you know, Roundup and salt fertilizer, hmm. um, for sure. But um, <laughs> so yeah, no no judgment. It happens. It's, right. it's part of our journey. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's also, you know, at any stage, no matter what type of grower you are, you can move in a direction you want to go slowly and safely while not risking your crop. I think that's what I like to talk about with farmers, because otherwise it's like, wait, you want me to do what? What if I have a fail? I can't recover from that. And it's like, I get that. I'm so empathetic for that because... Mm. not none of none of us can afford to fail you know mm -hmm. it's not it's not like it's we can put it into our business plan i'm just gonna chalk it up to research and development i'm gonna fail a run or two you know that's mm -hmm. nobody's really capable of handling that so um what are the interim steps and i think taking whatever system you have and seeking to grow the kind of soil life and or um, kind of quality of your soil over time mm. or do a next iteration when you can, I think that's, you know, an easy step, especially with something where you're just watering in some microbes. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about making the, uh, the IMO then? Cause we said, you said there was the, uh, the quick way with the baked potatoes, the JMS. Yeah. Yeah. So JMS you're, you're going out into, so what you do is you go out and do like a, a forest or really ideally you're finding an untouched zone a place that is um a, a place that's been kind of um untouched for as long as possible so so the more the less kind of human uh adulteration that's happened um yeah, i'm not gonna mess with that anymore sticky fingers now um <laughs> The, the less human um, messing with it that's happened over the last thousand years, the better. Mm -hmm. So if you can find an untouched zone, you're going to have the highest uh, likelihood of a very diverse system. It's not guaranteed. But what you want to look for is individual strands of mycelium. That's the... Um, oh, these are moms. That's what this section is. Oh, cool. Pretty mm -hmm pretty mothers so i think they did they're doing some pheno hunts here i think there's a whole room i should probably walk over there i'll walk over there you can have a look um i'll show you the new new building i definitely will get a lot of interruptions once i go over there let's finish talking i am Elsa. 
so that we don't get interrupted <laughs> on that. Yes, you said that you find a single strand of mycelium in the soil, and that's you're looking for individual mycelium strands because that tells you that's a beneficial um, fungi. If you can see an individual strand with your naked eye, um, it's um, a good guy because we can differentiate with the human eye smaller than four micrometers. And all of the disease causing fungi are about 1.5 micrometers or smaller um, as a general rule. And mm -hmm. so you're identifying beneficial fungi and then you put a collection box there. That's what Steve talked about. Mm. Um, and that um, then becomes the inoculum for the rest of the process. And the rest of the process is a bit entailed. There's a, um, uh, again, a series of YouTube videos I made to walk you through that process. But um, you're, you take that material and you mingle it with grain. I use uh, now oats and rice bran. So milled oats or highly crimped oats and rice bran um, combined with an equal amount. So those say 25% of each and then 50% uh, wood chips approximately. Um, and you have a... Um, a good substrate to grow out this fungi on because fungi like a high fat protein profile, which rice and oats have, you don't want to use mm. wheat. Um, and so then uh, you um, add in a nutrient solution. So the nutrients uh, it's in the video and uh, other videos teach how to make each one of those nutrients, but fermented plant juice, some vinegar, some humic acid, some oriental herbal nutrient, which is OHN. A uh, lot of acronyms in natural farming. I apologize. That's okay. You just kind of have to wade through it. Um, but what happens is you, you're turning this every day, this IMO3, and it the fungi blooms. And then uh, when you take it, when you turn it and it, that bloom goes to the middle, um, it, uh, it goes, it's foriolate. So at the end of IMO3, you have this big uh, pile of fungal spores. Think of it as seeds of microbes for mm -hmm. your garden. And then you mingle it with some of your soil or some local soil, which brings in some other um, parts of the food chain, uh, microarthropods, nematodes, et cetera, um, um, protozoa. And you're now uh, introducing them all to each other, still growing more fungi, yeast, and bacteria, as well as some of the other things that eat those or interact with them. Um, and then when IMO4, you're turning that pretty much daily as well. When IMO4 finishes, you have really the ideal top dress for any cannabis grow in living soil. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what kicks off your soil system. And then keeping that kind of at the right moisture, um, maintaining it like it's your garden, even when you don't have plants in it. Um, so you might have a cover crop. I like purslane as a cover crop. Um, and then, um, yeah, oh, water. This is how I like watering systems. I don't like drips. I like to be able <laughs> to, I like to be able to, I like to be able to look and see, oh yeah, that one's working and that's its coverage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have to guess or my, uh, more, more importantly, a employee doesn't have to guess on its, um, kind of, if it's being effective. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's my preferred water delivery uh, system.
So with the IMO, because um, you said that there's different levels, there's IMO one, and that's where you left it outside. So, right? so IMO, IMO one through four, the reason there's numbers, it's just steps in a process. Mm. So IMO one is that initial bloom you get in the forest on your rice. And then you bring it into the, your, your shop and you mingle it with equal weights brown sugar. Now it's, it's going to go dormant. It's going to be shelf stable and ready for use. Right. That's IMO two. And then you mingle it with the oats and the wood chips, like I mentioned. That's the third step, IMO3. Then you mingle it with soil. That's the fourth step, right. IMO4. Um, and is that like 30% is, fungal then? Um, so ideally with that, you're producing an extremely fungal um, inoculum. And uh, I, um, a lot of mine are somewhere around the 6 to 1, five to one fungal to bacteria in um in that and so you're Doesn't seeding matter what kind of fungus it is so ideally um you want maximum diversity so hmm. ideally i have nine collections of imo1 turned into imo2 on my hmm. shelf and i'm using a little bit of each one of those to make my imo3 so i've collected them from nine unique um, climates or microclimates or or forest zones in my area so i have a ton of diversity and it doesn't matter what kind of fungus it is mm -hmm. so it's like anytime you see a little bit of mycelium or mushroom growing you drop one of the little boxes on it and be like yo i'm collecting that that's mine yeah yeah so spring summer fall you're doing a you know three collections in the spring three in the summer three in the fall get them all on your shelf and by that that first year winter you have nine collections from three different places and three different seasons. And um, that's going to give you a, a great start. And uh, so in, a, in nature, diversity is safe. Highly diverse systems maintain their own balance. Mm. So disease shows up, it doesn't win out because all the big guys that outcompete it are present and they, they hold it in... Uh, they they resist um mm -hmm. it running away with the system so then getting into liquid imo especially in veg sometimes depending on your testing we don't spray in flour but getting into liquid imo um so we spray jadam if you buy the jadam book jadam has a pesticide suite we don't call it a pesticide we just call it a plant nutrient because that's what it is but it's derived from specific plants and those plants just happen to, while we're feeding our plants, they just happen to kill the bugs. Mm. Um, but it ends up being a plant food too. Um, we don't call it a pesticide because as soon as you call it a pesticide, especially in the US, you have to go through EPA regulations, yada, yada, yada. And it doesn't really fall into that unless you give it that name. It falls into a plant nutrient category because you're just mm -hmm. boiling some Jerusalem artichoke and you okay. can eat that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a surfactant, organic surfactant you can make. Um, so that is a, um, a bunch of dead bugs from, um, from their IBM spray, mm -hmm. um, which I think they just spot, spot do, um, at this stage, um, uh, based on need. But uh, I wonder, because I haven't seen any more elsewhere. I've been through here a few times. Mm. Um, 
I wonder if this, because this is in the mother category, I wonder if this is a susceptible plant. Yeah, but, but yeah, what did how did that how did that strike you that explanation of IMO? What did, what did you um, what questions do you have? Uh, loads of questions. The questions never stop. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Well, I'll give uh, you how one, would you? Sorry, monkey, because this one's been in my head for a while. Sure, sure. Uh, how would you apply this to your soil? How would you apply the IMO to your soil? I have I have a video on that. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically a gallon per hundred square feet. So right. um, in a 10 by 10 box, you're, you got a gallon of material and you just sprinkle it on and it's very light in that, uh, in that type of application. However, in this place, we put on a solid two inches of IMO, which is uh, an over application by about a hundred fold. Um, mm. But it's not a negative. If you have the ability to buy more IMO, it's a very much a positive for the start of your system mm -hmm. for, for getting it cycling. You just water it in then. Yep. Just water it in. And because as long as you have something for it to grow into, you know, like something that can be alive, um, you know, you're going to have it taking off. But this, mm -hmm. this was, this was compost. I mean, look at the, this looks like, dirt you'd find in a forest right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's a bunch of worm castings you know mm -hmm. and uh yeah you, you got wood chips in there you got some sand and uh i can i can here i'll dig down let's see don't disturb but him. yeah you just apply it <laughs> apply it to the surface what's that don't disturb them yeah. don't disturb them micro this is chill there's no chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's no chill but we can dig down and check how we're doing, you know? Yeah. Sweet. Some soil. Still diverse down in there, little pockets of stuff. It looks like really yep. like ground as well. If you know what I mean, like, like the ground, it looks like earth. It, it, it doesn't is. look that way in a pot usually, you know, this looks like some, no. some real You're soil. You're making, that's, that's the goal. The goal is to make earth, you know, mm -hmm. real soil and, mm -hmm. and abundant. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm a good foot down. Yeah, and uh, we or have a good, you know, or a good hand down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get down to the sand, I think, at some point here. But you know, moisture matters. Having the right is important uh, with a living system. You're mm -hmm. not going. You're not setting it up for. I want water through it like a like a cocoa system cocoa system i want to be able to apply my nutrients all the time so i need it to drain really well mm -hmm. so that i can throw in more nutrients you know mm -hmm. with a with a living system i don't need to water it all the time i can have some water retention as long as it's not a buildup all right so i am almost down to my elbow wow, man. pretty pretty long mm -hmm. and this is this is the material um, when we just started a couple years ago with compost, now I've, I'm down to the sand. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting sand, silt, and clay on the tip of my mm -hmm. finger. Mm -hmm. And so there's some clay wow. in there. Um, but it's, it's moist and it's kind of intermingling mm -hmm. in that layer with, with organic matter. So it's, it's being turned into soil. 
this uh, sand down here. Mm-hmm. Damn. It looks so healthy. It looks, I don't know, it looks like good ground, you know, it's just like good soil, man. Yeah. So it's it's pretty doable, you know. The the materials that we've talked about throwing in here are not expensive materials. Just you takes know, time not, to let them the mycorrhizae build up. Of, it's it's a little bit of learning and a little bit of care for the process. Mm. You know, you you it's but the reality is if you're up for going on the learning journey, and maybe maybe what we need, guys, is maybe I just need to come out and do a five-day class in england yeah you guys all jump started yeah that'd be cool i'm going i'm going to ireland in june you guys can come over and learn there if you want oh we've got a panel member in ireland he'll like to know that that's cool yeah i'm doing a five-day class one of my students is a dairyman there and uh he's been written up in three uh magazines and a bunch of interest from the um irish uh government the organic organization and so he asked for backup because everybody keeps asking him how to do it so we're going to go and uh, teach everybody Mm -hmm. doesn't focus very well that's an incredible garden man it's pretty right Mm, very nice the i mean i i can take some responsibility for the soil but managing these plants i have had nothing to do with this cycle Mm. so Mm-hmm. There's a great farm team here and they're doing a great job. Um, so I can take zero credit for selection of, right. of genetics or, uh, or this beautiful management job. So what happens so, when they come down? Sorry, monkey, you had a question. Sorry. No, well, I was kind of curious, you know, Chris has been talking about keeping the moisture levels up and I was watching when he was digging in there, he has plenty of moisture in that soil. The few members that we have that have tried living soil beds fight fungus nets a good bit. How do you conquer that problem in, in your environment there? Um, yeah, you can with predators. I think we have a pretty good amount of predators. Um, also, um, not having it overly wet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so the fact that our soil retains moisture, we don't have to water the surface like crazy. Yeah. Um, because there's moisture all the way through. So the plants kind of like a natural soil can get um, moisture kind of all the way, all the way down. You saw where I was digging. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all, you know, has some degree of moisture. So um, it becomes less a, you know, uh, it's not watered as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting that watering right is probably the main answer to that question. Got it. Um, Deep beds and, and proper watering. Yeah, deep beds. Um, we have found that there is a critical mass necessary to have a living system. So you're not going to do this in a, you know, 10 gallon pot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, it's not the same. Right. Um, you, you do need to get a little bit bigger so that you can have whatever it is, critical mass. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as, yeah. a, as a salt grower, uh, if I was starting incorporating JMS or IMO liquids into my salt grows, would that increase or improve the flavor of, of, of the output? I would, I would bet a good bit of money on it. Okay. Yes. Um, I um, absolutely 
that is that is what all the science tells us is that the microbes create a better accessibility to minor minerals which the minor minerals are used to produce the complex uh, biochemicals we associate with flavor there you go that seems to be my new rabbit hole so that's that's the reason i'm asking that question i'm still a salt grower yeah, that's, if that's these microbes why, can work I'm, I'm there that's why um i think uh natural farming took off in cannabis is they had a uh, somebody win the um, cannabis cup or the emerald cup and they're like what's your growing practice and like knf and then because cannabis is such a test heavy industry um you know they're these living soil people are saying look at my um terpene profiles or look at my um cannabinoids you know i don't just have this spiky thc with a little bit of other stuff i have this huge broad um you know robust profile with some pretty good percents across the board and um you know that's that's kind of what's driving a lot of people to really look closely at natural farming and these regenerative practices because um they're getting um this plant that could express you know whatever 34 unique biochemicals or uh, cannabinoids you know um in a salt grow maybe it'll express you know five um and uh and in a um you know, living, living soil system maybe can produce or express its full potential. And, um, and there's nothing wrong with expressing five. Um, but, um, you know, we're as a community learning about, well, what happens when all of that, um, you know, genetic potential, all those biochemicals hit our brains at the same time, instead of um, being peaky in some, it's the same thing with food food i can put uh i can put a hydroponic strawberry you know uh system together and produce big beautiful red strawberries and they have everything they need to be the the choicest thing on the shelf except when you bite into it it doesn't taste anything like grandma's strawberries right it tastes like water yeah and so what that plant though that plant's getting that npk that's allowing it to um produce that big red beautiful strawberry it's not getting that diverse um mineral complex that allows it to produce those complex sugars we associate with flavor Mm. whereas these guys are in in uh the their root zone Mm -hmm. they're taking the bacteria that are coming in inside a fungal hypha or coming in uh, from their journey to get nutrients and they're blasting them with a blast uh, shot of oxygen mm-hmm. that takes off their, their kind of outer layer full of, packed with nutrients, absorbing those nutrients and then programming that bacteria to go back out and bring it more of whatever <laughs> nutrient it needs next. Fitch. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's free. That whole exchange is free to you, the farmer, if you set up a living system. Nice. That is on demand. That is your plant feeding itself for you. Um, what about aeration? What do you do for aerating the soil properly? Do you have any um, issues? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll show you. I'll show you right here. 
got about a gazillion little pink things in there doing a lot of aeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to grab one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. They constantly um, but initially, up. yeah. Initially, what you can do is you can build in aeration in your compost. Mm-hmm. You um, you can choose a mix that gives you your target aeration initially. Um, but I would encourage that that is either um, pumice um, or um, or some sort of woody material, just stuff that that can break down mm-hmm. or be mined. Something that's don't use. Um, perlite for example um just stuff that can be um become part of soil if it were to be composted and broken down by microbes Mm. and pumice is one of those pumice has a bunch of great minerals that can be broken down for the plant by the fungi um and uh and there's there's lots of other things you can use so yeah get your target aeration initially initially build it like you're building cannabis you know potting mix but just do it with something that microbes are going to be able to chew on everything there and turn it into soil um Mm -hmm. given a little time damn that's fucking awesome man and now i've got to think of a way i can persuade the wife to let me build a a raised bed up in this room (laughs) (laughs) i only want two feet of dirt up in here that's all just two feet yeah, you know, foot of rock and sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I so appreciate you guys uh, uh, accommodating me, not having, not being able to jump on last time, and having something come up. And... Oh, no, that's all good, man. Don't be silly. We we really appreciate you coming to talk to us and, and show us this. But that person. that day, I would not, I would not have been able to show you the garden. I was in, I was in Denver, two and a half hours away. So. Mm. Oh, Today right. you got to you got to see all this anyway. So Sweet, well, it's, it was worth waiting for sure. <laughs> cool. It's just it's, it's just shocking how happy and healthy them plants look, how big they are. You know how full of color they are. It's just, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not starving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like oh, you don't use salt, so your your plants are struggling. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> those aren't struggling. No, not at all. <laughs> I've always been the stubborn farmer that believes that you can actually use salt and organic together if you if you're careful enough. You can. Um, the problem there, not really a problem, but the what you'll run into is you're you have a leaky cup of microbes. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a cup with a hole in it. So you're trying to get your cup full of microbes. So you're everything cycling, and because of the salt, you're constantly losing microbial diversity. Mm-hmm. But if you use this natural farming tack and you have this kind of dormant batch of microbes sitting on the side and you're just brewing teas with it Mm -hmm. or top dressing it, you know, between every cycle, you're constantly refilling that cup. So in effect, you have living, a living system. It's just getting knocked down by that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, out of balance level of salt. Right. Um, but they're able to process your salts. You're getting better nutrient uptake. You're getting better bang for your buck with the salts you purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can be used together. Yeah, I usually will. It's load just my, not, it's not, it's, it's the, the goal is a bunch of cannabis uh, with a bunch of yield. Mm-hmm. The goal is not a completely diverse living system. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that combined combined use you're you're saying i'm gonna sacrifice a little of the whole 
microbial system because I know I can yank on yield with my salts. And that is totally valid thought. And uh, I was just talking to another couple growers uh, day before yesterday that were trying to figure out that same thing. That said, you know how much money this facility saves on salt fertilizer? Oh, I believe mm, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy amount. But I'm usually so in my if the goal gardening. is money, then you could you could make a case for building one of these and getting mm-hmm. rid of salts. Mm-hmm. Well, in my it's outdoor crazy. containers, Chris, usually what I'm doing is I'll load my containers in an organic system and I'm using the salts as boosts. The best way I can yeah. describe it. If the plants look like they need a little something, I'll hit them with salt. But I only hit them maybe Absolutely. once every two or three weeks with just one time. Boom, done. And they love it. I mean, it, they seem to recover pretty well from the salt and just take off and just cruise. Oh, yeah. No, the, the plants are going to eat that up, especially in the living system. And I, I have no issue. I mean, I'm not really an anti, you know, I'm not, I'm not an anti, you know, conventional ag person. Um, uh, I'm a pro. I think I'm pro farmer yeah. more than anything. And, uh, and so a lot of the, the food we grow in the U S is producing these conventional systems. And for me to come in and say, Oh, boo on your system. It's bad. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help us get anywhere. It's just, um, I think really counterproductive. Yeah. So I think the, the, the goal, I think in, in the conversation is how can we give farmers tools Uh, more tools Mm -hmm. that um, they can use however they're going to use them on the farm because ultimately you're king on your farm that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of agriculture nobody's going to tell you what to to do on your farm you mentioned that's that's i love that part of it Mm -hmm. what kind of worms are you using uh, on these are compost worms so these are these are red wigglers Mm -hmm. right um yeah but um that doesn't mean that you crazy doesn't mean that you couldn't have um some earthworms uh like nightcrawlers in here too um Mm. because you do have nightcrawlers live 18 inches down and they come up to feed so they're they're good for aeration too um so you could do both as long as you have a soil deep enough Mm. And that, I suppose that's anybody's goal right now. Anybody watching this would be, and, and listening to this when it goes out, would be wanting to do it exactly as, as them plants are grown. Yeah, it doesn't suck, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. And I want to get that up and running, but it's going to be difficult with uh, space and things like that, I suppose, because I grow autos too, and I suppose you don't go any autos in there. No, um, but they might. They might try. Hmm. So when these all come down, what happens? You, you harvest them and do you re, do you re-amend the soil or add something back to Nutri- the top? Nutrients. Wow. Nutrients. These are where the microbes are stored. Cool. Microbes. Whoa. Microbes are in a box. The nutrients are in bottles. <laughs> Yo, you want to say hi to some people? Hello. This, this is high on home ground. We're talking to uh, James. What's, What's up, James? Hey, James, how's, how's it going, going man? So just, just enjoying so that garden here. there, man. Very we're nice. We're making solventless bait carts. 
Oh, cool. Are you just sitting no, there with that dripping that, in? That live, uh, oh, shoot, I can't live hear you at all. Live rosin in the vapes, which is so freaking exciting. Oh, that's cool. This place. Very can tasty. you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we could hear you anyway. There yeah. we are. Now I can hear you. Uh, so this is James, um, and uh, him and his dad own this place, and uh, some of the team, Hi. his wife. All right. Hi. This is uh, Mr. Rosin's neighborhood. Hey, on, on, uh, the scientist, and he's he's the hash maker for sure. They're like the scientist. Yeah, nice. <laughs> the mad scientist, right? yeah. So you can find them on, uh, and uh, I already told about the garden. But yeah, we had a question in our chat here. What was going on here? A question in our chat came up, and they were asking: Is is are your products available throughout Colorado, or only in certain areas? Looks like he's been in the garden. Yeah, my my hands uh, (laughs) pretty dirty. I I dug down to the sand to see where we're at. Um, what's your question in chat? Uh, the question came in chat was um, someone was interested in your hash products from, from this facility, wanting to know if they're available throughout Colorado and what would be the label name. <laughs> hey, so somebody in chat wanted to know if the hash products are available in Colorado. Um, yeah, very soon. Within very soon. So um, Eden.co is the website. And um, I'm actually talking to a couple of um, dispensaries in denver tomorrow um nice. that are looking to carry the um crop so the answer is yes there it's beautiful and uh you should definitely taste it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping i got you uh you're uh made up for uh missing out on the uh, the first round i think you made really it. bad right, you did good <laughs> But yeah, you don't need to feel bad or anything about last time. You know, that's no, what's know. good, good laid back. It's all good. It's all good. I know. It happens. I appreciate you guys. That, yeah. I just, how do you even start getting a facility like that started? That What's the cost of fortune to build that place? Absolutely. And, and James did a, uh, Jim, the owner, he's done a ton of work. I mean, it's been full tilt for him for four years. Mm. Um, funders and uh, commercial real estate and um, you know it's, yeah it's you know it's no easy no easy feat mm-hmm. and you just did two minutes up the road too yeah yeah I moved down here in February I've been down here a bunch in the last two years mm-hmm. um, but um, you know I haven't been running it um, they've just been like I'm a doing it. consultant. I come down and build. I build IMO um, mm. for them. Um, and uh, yeah, set it up initially and they've been running it. Is there more farms you're going to be working on or are you just staying there for a while? I think too. I'm pretty cautious with cannabis. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, I've been burned right. um, more, t- more times than it's been successful Same. for me uh, as far as working with. Uh, it's very different um, getting to uh, healthy relationships. I feel like there's kind of unhealthy culture in a lot of uh, what I see and kind of, yeah, hiring people in cannabis. So I am definitely open to it and I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd love um, to have 
real positive experiences and relationships working and teaching and doing this stuff. And it's definitely can be duplicated um, and has been. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little like, okay, uh, we shall see. I will, yeah. I will begin, I'll have the conversation and feel it out as we go. Mm. I am like working a, with a lot of egos. Is, it? is that the problem? Yeah. 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 That or, Hey, we actually, we decided we don't want to pay you. Oh, that's a, that's not a good one. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So um, I, I'm working with one on the East Coast um, now. One of my students is um, kind of running things for them, and then mm. I'm I'm helping them with the uh, the build and, and the nutrient mix, and then how to make all this stuff. And um, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's and it's really um, doable. The the goal is that once you have it in place and the knowledge, you don't really need. Um, me at all mm. yeah money up front eh? get them to pay up front these motherfuckers <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but I mean doing it on a small scale so easy and so cheap and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of people are doing that and and sharing about it now and, and social media and stuff yeah it seems like a lot more people are becoming wise to it yeah well, I mean, this this wasn't shown uh, on this scale until a couple of years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't Very true. I don't know anyone who's doing it like this and, and commercial cannabis. And... No, I hadn't heard about living soil beds to, to that extent yet. That's no, the... usually you see this, and it's uh, usually salt based in some way. You don't often see mm -hmm. fully natural organic farms like that. Yeah, even the ones in. Colorado, a lot of them say we're living soil in the field and their salt grows. Mm -hmm. They have they, they buy mycos, you know, product, mm -hmm. so they call it alive. But yeah, yeah. That's it, man. Gentlemen, I need to uh, I need to drive to, to Denver. So I'm gonna um, head off and uh, and it was great talking to you and I would love to talk to you again and yeah, you know, anytime, anytime. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you're free, you're always welcome. There's always mm -hmm. a seat open for you, man. Come and Tell us more about all these crazy adventures you're on. <laughs> Sweet, man. Yeah. Excellent stuff, I appreciate man. you guys, and uh, we'll talk soon. And you guys, uh, your your listeners can and find me on Instagram at Soil Steward, mm -hmm. if it's all right. And Yeah, and uh, your website. YouTube channel as well, website. Spam all your stuff so everybody knows where to find you. Yeah, yeah. My YouTube is just my name, and my website is just my name. It's just chrisTrump.com, and YouTube is Chris Trump. Um and a ton of free information on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and really a lot of people farm very successfully with just the free videos. So mm -hmm. um, I also have an online class um, that's on my website and um, yeah. And I'll be teaching an in-person class in uh, Limerick, Ireland in, uh, in June. Nice. That sign up is also on the website. So. There you go. Nice. You're going to have a good few Irish people signing up from this site. I think, I think so. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to try and do uh, a class in, in Paris and or just an hour outside of Paris. Um, there's a cool community out there, but um, I don't, ha I didn't have any way to advertise. So not a lot mm. of people know about it. So I might cancel that one and just do the one in Ireland. But, yeah. Yeah. But I'm Thanks sure you'll get guys. one in the U. Yeah, you, you go do your thing and we'll speak next time. That's it. Sounds good. Yeah. Have a safe drive, man. See you Thank later. you again. All right. Bye now. Bye. -bye. Bye. Waving as there we do. Go.
Damn. Nice wow. One. That wow. was a full on tour of a uh, live living soil grow, man. I had never, ever seen anything like that before. Amazing. Uh, did, very you see the, did you see the bio life in that bed? Oh, my gosh. Crazy. How the missus is going to be pissed, man, when she figures out how to take one of her worm farms and you sprinkle it across the raised bed. They're living there now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a worm farm. This is the worm farm. Um, All in one. Well, it cuts, it's the middleman's gone, right? You don't have to worry about moving it, processing it. You know, separating the worms from from the uh, the castings. Nope, it's all in one spot. Neat, mm. really cool. Yeah, Chilbert says they had double whammy this week. Natural farming galore. You know, we had it mm -hmm. Elaine Ingerman just a couple of days ago. Now Chris Trump. That's some interviewage right there, everybody. Yeah. God well, damn. According to Elaine, this is what has to happen. We've got to get into this stuff. She says we're killing it all. We got to do it. So, yeah, man, we're very privileged to speak to these fucking people, aren't we? I know it. It's fucking great fun, man. So there we go. That's the interview. Thank you very much to Chris Trump for coming to join us and showing us around the garden. That was pretty fucking epic, man. It's very inspiring. And it's, and it's definitely a direction I'm going to head in myself, I think, with my garden. Because I like this kind of thing. It's very cool. But uh, if you need to know more about any of the techniques here that Chris has explained during the interview, then head over to chrisstrump.com. That's Chris, C-H-R-I-S-T-R-U-M-P, chrisstrump.com. So head over there or head to his YouTube channel, which is the same, chrisstrump, youtube.com slash chrisstrump. So just head over to there and you'll be able to learn loads about all this Korean natural farming, how to make the IMO, how to make lactobacillus, and pretty much how to turn natural products into nutrients for your plants. So. Go and check it out, man. It's a super cool way to grow. And even if you're a salt-based grower, that doesn't matter. You can still implement some of these techniques into your garden and make yourself happier, healthier plants. And that's what we're all trying to do at the end of the day. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for downloading the episode. Hope you enjoyed listening to this interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. So this has been a real good one, man. I enjoyed it. And we're going to get Chris back on soon, hopefully, and we can talk about some more things. But for now, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you on Friday to talk about bugs on cannabis plants. So have a good week and we'll see you on Friday. Goodbye.